Come on in church and gather yourselves. Gather yourselves, gather yourselves, honey. Today is October 24th, 2020. Welcome to the Unicorn Club Season 2 Audio audio Journal Podcast. Whether you're a day one cousin or you're a new cousin or you're a visitor, welcome, God bless you, and I love you. I always say that anyone who comes across this particular podcast, it was fate and and that's because I don't network it. I don't tell anyone about it. There's people that I speak to that don't even know that I have a podcast. There's some people that I told that I have a podcast, and they completely forgot that I have a podcast. So if you found it, it was ordained by God. So um, I just want to kind of get into it because your cousin is exhausted. I am absolutely exhausted. So here in New York, we have early voting, right? And I know in some states they started before today, the 24th, but ours started today. And it's going to run, um, I think, for nine days. And then um, regular voting starts um, November 3rd. I think by the time November 3rd comes around, everyone is like, they would have voted. I remember watching um, the news and they said 54 million people had casted their vote already by mail. And maybe you guys know, maybe you don't, but either way... um, The college electoral vote is the one that allegedly they choose who is going to be the next president. And they say that voting um, counts. And there's a piece of me that wonders if that's true, because if those 100 um, people that are in the college electoral um, room... I don't even know what to call it technically. Um, If those 100 people are the ones who chooses who is the president, then what's the point of voting? But then at the same time, um, black people have died for the right to vote. And if black votes didn't matter, if minority votes did not matter, Why do presidents work so hard for our votes? Why do they tell us what they know we want to hear to only not do it just to get our vote? So that told me that our vote actually means something. So with everything that's happening in 2020, with the civil unrest, the murder hornets, the COVID-19, and um, these dangerous gender reveal parties, and the Jewish community, the Amish had came out of their domain. I registered to vote, and you guys, I had never registered to vote because I didn't know all of the information that I know Now, I did not know that there were black people who died for the right to vote. 
and they paved the way for my generation. I did not know that um, uh, segregation, like, recently ended. I mean, like, in the 70s, recently ended. There were a lot of things that I learned, and, and I learned about... Oh, you guys, I forget what it's called. Uh, but there's there's a term for it. And I read uh, someone um, from Harvard wrote an article about this. And it pissed me off that presidents and the government had did such a thing, first to black men and then secondly to black people. It just so happens that poor white people had slipped through the cracks and ended up getting caught up in the laws that were passed to keep black people and minorities oppressed. Black people are free from slavery, which was oppression, but black people are still, black people are oppressed and suppressed. Minorities are oppressed and suppressed. Poor people are oppressed and suppressed. This is what I learned in 2020. I forget what this this term is called, but anyhow, it just means we doesn't we do not have um the same opportunities for employment, for housing, um for loans for businesses, um we don't have the same opportunities to purchase a house. Um, there's redlining. There's all sorts of things. But there are laws that were passed that made this feasible. And so those who had it in their power to oppress and suppress someone black, let's say I went into a bank and I wanted to buy a house and I needed a loan to buy a house. And there was a white person um, who was in charge of approving or denying the loan. If they felt that they didn't want to give me the loan based off of the melanin in my skin, they would find some reason to make it extra, extra hard for me to not get this loan until I just gave up. But if it was a white person who had less money than me, a credit score was lower than mine, their annual salary was lower than mine, that white loan officer at the bank would approve that white person's uh, request for a loan to purchase a house. This is where white privilege comes in at. So anyhow, I, I, when I remember what it's called, uh, I'm going to tell you guys um, what this term is that's used. So anyhow, I decided that I was going to go vote. If I could march in um, the protest for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and for everyone else, then surely I can go and vote. So I registered to vote. And when today came, I got myself up and I went to vote. So libraries are open for early voting. And there's a library close to where I live at. 
So there's how many libraries here in this city? I'm thinking of three of them off of the top of my head. So I just wanted the one closest to where I live at, needless to say, and there were hundreds of people on the line before I had even got there. Now the voting was supposed to start at 12. I made it there for 11.30. And hundreds, you hear me? Hundreds of people were on the line. And more people showed up as I was standing on the line. It took forever for the line just to move a couple of steps. At the end of it all, I was online for eight hours. I was hungry. I was parched. I was cold. I was tired. I felt beyond tired. I felt exhausted. I just wanted to stop at some fast food restaurant, get something to eat, go home, clean myself up, eat, lay down and go to sleep. So I cast my vote for the first time and I was like asking questions like, because I never saw a ballot before. I never voted before. And I was like, so what does this mean? And this and this and this and that and this and that and this and that. And it wasn't just vote for Biden or vote for Trump. There was like people up there for to be a judge and city council. And I never knew that these people um, were on the ballot when it was time for election. And I always wanted to know, like, when do we vote for a city council or a judge? Like, I, I never knew. So I met this lady on the line and she told me the name of a website to go to, to look at um, basically a calendar like who's, who's um, a Republican, who's a Democrat, who's, gonna, who's running for the city judge or um, city council or attorney general or whatever the case may be. It's all on this website. I think it's voter voters.org.com or voteorg.com or something like that. And I was very thankful to have met that woman. She told me that um, before Obama became president, she worked with him, I believe she said Chicago. And she said that his favorite phrase was motherfucker. <laughs> and when I watched the movie, uh, or the documentary rather, um, he did say that quite often in that documentary before he became president and how he met Michelle Obama and all these other things. She was an interesting woman to have met. Um, well-educated, well-rounded, well-versed, well-traveled. I liked the lady. I, we didn't exchange numbers or anything like that. I just told her, you know, I hope to see you around. And... She looked like she didn't have any money. And you know something? Most people that have money, they never look like they have money. But when she told me where she lived at, I was saying to myself, that's that building where a one-bedroom starts at $2,000 a month. But the lady looked like she was receiving food stamps. 
So anyhow, she was a pleasure to talk to, and her name was Gina. Gina. And I really do hope I bump into Gina again. So eight hours later, I got to vote, and I was so happy to finally have it done with. The heels of my feet were hurting, um, you know, just from standing and being online, and my lower back was hurting. Uh, so when I left out this lady, she said, I could feel your energy. I feel it, miss. I feel your energy. You're so happy to vote. I said, I am. I'm very proud of myself. And don't get discouraged because there's only two machines in there and only one is working. And there's hundreds of people on this line. Stay online. Don't get discouraged. Cast your vote. Vote Democrat. And she was shaking her head and she was like, yes, yes, yes. And there was a gentleman who was staring at me and it seemed like he wanted to ask me some questions, but I really was just on the move. I didn't stop to talk to him or anything. And if I wasn't so exhausted and parched and hungry, I would have just to encourage him to stay on that line. And so I just kept going but he was listening to me and I, I could tell that he wanted to ask me like a question or two so here's the point of this if you're in a city and you're voting early and you have a situation happening like how I had the situation here in my city where there were hundreds of people on the line and only two voting machines. That's called voters suppression. And they do that to strategically and purposefully discourage black people, minority people and poor people from voting. But yet the attorney generals and and the judges and this one and that one, they want our vote. You suppress us and oppress us from voting, but yet you want our vote. When I voted, I voted Democrat. The first thing I did was I voted for Biden. The second thing I did was I voted for the women. The third thing I wanted to make sure that I did was vote Democrat. And the reason for that is because Democrats are supposed to be for... For poor people and minority people, there's not enough Democrats in whatever House of Representative that we need Democrats to be in. And they can get those seats if we vote them in. So tribe, research what it is that I'm saying to you about Democrats. Um, make a conscious and informed decision. And go with that. Go go with that. What you don't want is for the Republicans who are, uh, you know, wealthy people, people who are trust fund babies, people who have a silver spoon in their mouths. You don't want them to dictate your life. And you're just trying to keep your head above water. Keep your food, keep food on a table and a roof over your head. We have enough here in New York with minimum wage only being $15 an hour and rent for a one bedroom starts at like $1,500, $1,600 a month. How can you pay for that or for $15 an hour? So 
I want you to think about that. I want you to take into consideration the people who died to give us the opportunity to vote and and fight. You know, fight. Fight for your life. Fight for your life. Fight for your life. So go vote. I want to encourage you to go vote. And I want to encourage you to vote Democrat. Even if you don't know those people's names that's on the ballot. Because I promise you, I didn't know, only knew one person that was on that ballot. Well, two. And I was like, I'm not voting for either one of you because when do y'all help minorities? You only come out when it's time to, for, to get a vote. You say whatever and then you disappear again. That's here in Westchester County. That's what they do. So those two people, they've been doing it for a very long time. I want them voted out because it's time for them to get out. They've been there for like over a decade at this point, doing nothing and getting paid for it. I don't know what they do, but I know I just want, I want the Z generation in there now. So, excuse me. So I knew that these two people. I were not going to vote for Democrat or Republican, and I didn't. I first, like I said, I voted for the women, and I made sure those women were Democrats. And whoever was left over after that, I voted for them. As long as it wasn't those two people that had been in office for over a year, for over a decade, they I'm, they need to go. So after that tribe, I go to Popeye's. So I love their biscuits. I it just it has like just the right amount of salt, and I could taste the butter and the honey on those biscuits. So I really wanted the biggest biscuits. So I thought, oh, I get some biscuits and get some macaroni and cheese. Get a couple of chicken wings, the crispy ones, you know, and go home. So I go in there, and she says, I tell them what I want. And this particular girl, she seems to always be in there whenever I go in there. And I think that she does things to, like, insult my intelligence purposely, and that agitates me. But what I don't want is for somebody to spit in my food. Now, I'm always going to go there to get my biscuits, so I don't want to slam her face in the counter when I know I'm going to come back for some biscuits. So the last time I went in there, I said, let me get this, you know, meal and add four biscuits on the side. The lady gave me the meal, but she didn't give me the biscuits. I said, and I'm watching her. And I said, miss. Um, and then she started walking towards the biscuits. I said, but where's my biscuits at? And she's putting the biscuits. She knew that she did not give me the biscuits. She thought I wasn't going to look in the bag and that I was just going to leave. No, bitch. I came in here for these fucking biscuits. Give me my fucking biscuits. See, this is why I don't stand on the pulpit. Because I ain't right. I ain't right. And I'm not going to be a hypocrite standing in a pulpit preaching the word of the Lord. That's not right. Now, I'll share things with y'all that the good Lord shares with me. And God is responsible for manifesting his word. I'm just a word carrier. God manifests it. But I'm not going to be cussing people out and standing in the pulpit. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. 
So anyhow, I didn't cuss the girl out. I was just in my head. I was like, but bitch, where's my biscuits? But what I said out of my mouth was miss, but miss, where's my biscuits? I paid for four extra biscuits. She gave me my biscuits. So I hadn't been in there since then until today. And so I go in there and I put my order in. She said, she waits until after I place my order. She said, oh, we can't, uh, the machine is not taking any cards. It's only cash. I'm like, really? I don't have any cash. Where's the ATM? And she repeats what she said. And I'm like, this bitch. I said, miss, I'll be back. So I left out and I go stand in a drive-thru of a bank, cousins, and I get some cash and I go back in there and another cashier comes and I thought, I'm going to leave this bitch alone because if she don't give me my extra biscuits, I'm going to be pissed off because I specifically come in here for biscuits. Give me my biscuits. (laughs) So I go to the other girl and... She seems to be struggling with comprehending English. And I said, Miss, I want a number five. Keep the soda. Give me four extra biscuits and some macaroni and cheese. A side of macaroni and cheese. She said, oh, we have the three pieces. I said, Miss, but I don't want three pieces. I want the number five. She said, oh, we only, we don't have five wings. I said, okay, miss, how many do you have? She said, three. I said, okay, give me the three. She said, what else would you like? I said, miss, give me whatever you want. Because, tribe, I don't care about the chicken. Give me my fucking biscuits. (laughs) So she looking like a deer caught in headlights. I said, miss, give me two chicken breasts. Give me three wings. Give me two chicken breasts with the number five. She said, okay. And four biscuits, I say, yes, four biscuits and a macaroni and cheese. She said, we don't have no more macaroni and cheese. I said, okay, miss, give me mashed potatoes. She said, okay. She ringed me up, and I noticed that when she did it, it was $3 less than what the previous idiot had rung up on the cash register. So I'm thinking to myself, did this bitch was getting ready to take an extra $3 from me? Like, was she... Was she going to put that $3 in her pocket? Was that transportation for her to get on the bus and the train and go home? So now I'm trying to figure out how do I contact corporate and make a complaint about this girl because I'm tired of her. So the uh, the other girl was um, ordering whatever she was ordering. And then I hear her come from the back of me and she says, I saw you take the chicken out the box. I ordered such and such and so and so. And that's not what you gave me. I saw you. Where's your manager? And the girl was like looking around, looking at the box. She touched the Popeye's box. And the girl said, where's your manager? So the manager comes over. The girl tells the manager what was the problem. The manager was getting ready to take up for the girl. But the girl was um, for the cashier. But the, the lady was like, no, I saw her take it out the box. I saw her stood right there and I watched her. The manager gets another piece of chicken, puts it in the girl's box. The lady snatched her Popeye's box and she left out of there. So when I got my food, I'm like, well, let me look through my box to make sure I got... My biscuits. Okay? Because that's what the fuck I asked for. 
So I see that I got my biscuits and I got my mashed potatoes. I open up the other box. I see the chicken wings and I see the two pieces of chicken breast. I said, okay, cool. I can make it on up out of here now. I get home tribe and what's missing? Now, my french fries and the biscuit <laughs> that come with the number five meal was not in there. So instead of the bitch giving me the number five meal, she gave me five pieces of chicken instead. Bitch, that's not what I asked for. Why do people at these fast food restaurants give people what they want to give people instead of giving people what the fuck they paying for? If I'm paying, bitch, for the number five meal, give me the number five meal, bitch. Do that. But you know what? I was like, all right. I don't have the French fries. I don't have that biscuit in there. It's all good. I know to look thoroughly the next time I go in there. And make sure that they comprehend what the fuck I'm asking for. Because, bitch, I said, give me the number five. I didn't, the number five had five pieces of chicken, but it also came with french fries and a biscuit. Bitch, where the fuck is, so then I was like, well, that's why it's $3 less. Bitch, give me the fuck, bitch. I ain't finna argue with these bitches. I, I don't wanna, don't spit in my food. I ain't finna argue with you. Just give me, um, when the next time I want some biscuits and I go in there, I'm going to say, please give me what I ask you for. Don't take nothing out. Don't put nothing in. The menu says, this is what comes with the meal. Give me that. I asked for it. I was glad that I had my biscuits. Because that's what I really care about. And let me tell you something, honey. When I bit that biscuit, I just tasted that little hint of salt, the butter, and the honey. I think they used some organic honey this time. Because that honey, that honey was lit. Let me tell you. Baby, I enjoyed it. So, if you work at a fast food restaurant... Give people what they ask for and what they're paying for. Don't give them what you want them to have. Because like that other lady that was yelling in the restaurant, you're going to get yelled at too. And you really shouldn't want to be embarrassed and humiliated like that. And aside from that, they don't pay you enough money to be flim-flamming everybody for a piece of chicken or transportation to get home. They don't pay you enough money to be flaming people. And somebody going to punch you in your face over 11 cents. So don't do it. So, <laughs> my message is, go out and vote. I pray that you vote Democrat because they're for minority people and black people and poor people. And if you work in a fast food restaurant. Give me my biscuits. Just give me my biscuits. 
give me my Popeye's biscuits. That's it. Like, it's not hard. And give me the condiments, too. Put the freaking ketchup and the mustard and the salt and the pepper in the damn bag. Why are you holding back on it? Is it coming out of your paycheck? Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Anyhow, y'all have a good night. I'm going to sleep because I am, I really am exhausted. Good night, child.